One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of entitled parents involving witchcraft. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, dad let his kid poop in a bag, complains to head office that he did nothing wrong. So this isn't a skit from Superstore and I don't work in Cloud9, but on this day I really felt that my store would fit there perfectly. I work in a discount retailer as a manager, so it was a Saturday morning and it's a very busy day. All colleagues are on tills and I'm on my break. All of a sudden, the guard walks into the canteen and says that a customer complained that there's a girl taking a poo while their dad is holding the bag in the middle of the store. I got very confused when I heard him say that and asked him to repeat that again. There's no way that could be a real situation. I then asked him to kick them out as they are way out of line. He refuses. Another issue, our guards are just useless, just for show. We both walk to the veg section and he points at the dad and two kids. Luckily, the bag was already hidden in the buggy, so I approach them while the guard just stands there like a lemon. I say, so a customer and our guard has seen your kid poo in a bag, so I'll need to ask you to leave the store. The guy says, wait, why? What did I do wrong? I say, you don't see anything wrong with pooing in the middle of the store? It's unhygienic, it's disgusting, and it's wrong. We have operational toilets. You could have asked someone to take you to them without putting any of us in this situation. After I explained to him that what he did is wrong, he finally understood that he won't be allowed to continue his shop. I lead him and his kids out. An elderly customer approached me afterwards, saying that she has never seen anything like this in her life and is glad someone dealt with it so swiftly. I thanked the lady for the compliment and thought the situation is behind us. It was the main topic for the weekend in our store. Today I walk in for my shift and my manager pulls me aside and says that the crap in the bag man complained to head office, but twisted the story in his own way saying that he was kicked out without a valid reason, that he did nothing wrong because there were no available toilets and staff refused to help, so he had to do what any dad would do, that I should be reprimanded that I embarrassed him. Me and my manager had a laugh about it. I wrote a statement and gave timestamps of our CCTV and we left it at that. He did mention that next time instead of the word SH, I should say poop. The story of the poop in the bag man will carry on forever now. I'll make sure no one will forget it. The most curious thing is this almost implies that like this has been a previous behavior before. Like are most parents possibly ready to be like, okay quickly this is an emergency I've got the bag at the ready. Like clearly this has to have happened before right? Also hi I'm Steven and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, Entitled mother thinks our fresh milk is too expensive, wants to buy calf instead. After reading and listening to stories from this subreddit for over a year now, I've dreamed of the day I would encounter a Karen or Entitled parent in the wild, never expecting it to ever happen. But today was the day and boy, what an encounter it was. So for a little background, my grandma works on a medium-sized dairy farm as a kind of a manager. And I, 18-year-old female, help her out from time to time. We have a thing called Milk Filling Station. It's basically a vending machine where you can buy fresh milk from us, and it's a 1 euro per liter. 
We're located on a hill, a little outside a small village, and surrounded by meadows and forests, so we do get some hikers or families on a nice walk from time to time, especially on the weekends, and they usually look at the calves and buy some milk. One shift here usually includes four people, everyone has different jobs to fulfill. So most of the time you're alone just doing your tasks, and my job is essential for the milking process as it includes bringing the cows to the milking station and back to their herds. And now on to the actual story. As I've mentioned, I'm alone most of the time just doing my thing, running around inside the farm. It's a restricted area. We have signs up since it can be quite dangerous, but the gates are open to make work easier and for ventilation so theoretically everyone could walk in. Still, I was kind of surprised when I, in the midst of literally shoveling cow poop, were met with a rather annoyed ahem behind me. I turned around, shovel still in hand, and saw a woman maybe in her mid-thirties standing before me, way too overdressed to be seen anywhere near a farm. She also didn't look like she was on a casual walk with her family, at least I wouldn't do one in the high heels she was wearing. She was looking at me rather angrily, and I immediately knew that this was probably the day I'd been waiting for. Although I never expected it to be here, of all places, before I could even so much as open my mouth, she already started speaking in a very condescending tone to me. Finally, I've been looking for someone to help me for ages. Why are none of you doing your job and being there when you're needed? I was instantly annoyed with this woman, because how dare she come in here and talk to me like that? And also, what job was she referring to because I for one was doing mine right at the moment and it was strictly timed. I had to get stuff done with zero time to listen to this lady. Still, I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt and be nice. Sorry, if you're referring to the office in the front, there's usually no one since we're all in here doing our job. What's the problem? Maybe I can help. I thought that maybe she had a flat tire or something around here and needed help because I legitimately had no idea what someone dressed like her could want on a dairy farm. She just scoffed at me. Huh, unbelievable. You should be over there in case someone needs your help like I do. Anyways, your milk is too expensive. I said, I'm sorry, what? I said, your milk is too expensive. I want a better price. She was saying every word slowly and loudly as if she thought I was disabled. I said, oh, are you talking about the vending machine? I'm sorry, but that's a fixed price. I can't change that. And in my opinion, she cut me off. I didn't ask for your opinion. It's way cheaper at the supermarket, but my daughter wanted to try fresh milk, so we drove here. You should match price at the supermarkets or you won't sell much. I said, ma'am, we're not a supermarket. We're selling the leftover fresh milk so it doesn't go to waste. She cut me off again. What? That's leftover milk? Ew, and to imagine my daughter could have drank that. Now, for clarification, when I said leftover milk, I meant that it was fresh milk, as in barely out of the cow fresh, that we weren't able to sell to the company which collects our milk, because they have fixed numbers. And if we produce more milk than those numbers, we would have to throw it away. But with the vending machine, at least some of it still gets sold. If you want fresher milk than that, you'd have to milk the cow yourself right into the bottle. I started to try and explain this to the entitled mother, but she immediately cut me off again. No, no, this is unacceptable. Neither me nor my child would drink old milk. And then the dreaded sentence came. I want to speak to your manager. 
I already had enough of this BS, pun intended, and as I've already said, a strictly timed job that I had to get back to. Because we were in the middle of milking our cows, and this lady was literally holding up the whole process by holding up me. So I was more than happy to agree and get her to my manager, my grandma, and have her out of my hair. I just motioned for her to follow me and speed walked in the direction of the front office, while the lady was trying to keep up in her high heels without breaking her ankles. Now, our office is kind of in another building and the door closest to us was locked, so we had to walk around the building, across the parking lot for the workers and through another entrance that happened to be right beside the boxes we keep the newborn calves in. This was also the place where I met the before-mentioned daughter of the entitled mother. The girl was maybe 10 years old and happily watching the calves and petting them when we came into view. As soon as she saw her mom, she ran to her and started excitedly jumping up and down. Mom, mom, look at the cute calves. She dragged her mom over to the boxes. She said, look, it's so cute. I named her Emma. Can we keep her, please? I expected the entitled mother maybe to say something along the lines of, a cow is not a pet, or we don't have the space. Or maybe, I don't know how to take care of a cow, but boy was I wrong. Instead, the mom turns to me and asks, completely serious, how much are these? Now, although we do sell our male calves since they're of no use to us, I for one wasn't sure how much exactly this calf was worth. Pretty sure that there was a registration process involved in owning a cow and in no way, shape, or form authorized to just sell a calf like that. And on top of that, cows aren't exactly animals you can just put in your yard and be done with. I said I'm sorry, but I was cut off again. She said no. I asked how much it is, tell me. I said ma'am, that's a cow, not a pet. She says I know, but your milk is way too expensive anyways. Just sell me one of these if my daughter wants it and we'll have our own really fresh milk. At this point, I strongly considered just walking away because there was no way this woman could be serious. She literally wanted to buy an animal that would grow up to be around 1.40 meters high and 700 kilograms heavy, strong enough to kill you if you handled them wrong. Not only that, but also a cow of a breed that needs to be milked twice a day because it produces as much milk as possible, which is around 30 to 50 liters at our farm. All that because one euro per liter for fresh milk apparently was too much, and her daughter thought our calves were cute. They are, but that's not the point. Plus, you need to properly take care of them, feed them right, and just getting a calf won't give you instant milk. She has to grow up get pregnant, give birth, etc. All around this, Entitled Mother would have to wait for another 24 to 28 months until her calf starts giving milk and then repeat the process every year. So she would have new calves to take care of every year just to keep her one cow running, so to speak. Instead of telling her directly how stupid, time, and money-consuming this idea is, I decided to try and take the diplomatic way. I said, ma'am, I understand, but it's not that easy. I'm afraid I'm not able. She says, then get me someone who is able. I wanted to speak to your manager anyways. Why do you have to be such an incompetent worker? How old are you, 15? Children shouldn't talk back to adults. That's where I've had it. And so I just blurted out the best thing I could think of at the time. I am an adult and you should stop talking to me like that. I'm not obligated to help you, and in fact we could sue you for trespassing on private property. 
She says, how dare you threaten me, young lady? That's no way to talk to a person older than you. Learn some respect. I demand to speak to your manager. I'll get you fired for this. As if she was called, my grandma stepped out of the building right at that moment, probably because she heard the commotion. Grandma said, what's going on here? The entitled mother says, oh good, are you the manager of this place? Grandma says, at the moment, yes, how can I help you? The entitled mother replies, this worker of yours was incredibly rude. She threatened me and my daughter and refused to help us. She even tried to assault me right before you came outside. I don't know what would have happened if you hadn't been on time. Entitled mother was trying to squeeze some fake tears out at this point, quickly swiping them away with her finger before they could ruin her very thick layer of makeup. All we wanted was to ask if we could get the milk you're selling a little cheaper, and my daughter here really likes this calf over there so we thought about buying it. My grandma was just silently listening to this woman's story, arms crossed and eyebrows raised because she could smell the BS from three miles away. She said, ma'am, this is my granddaughter you're talking about, and I know for a fact that she wouldn't do any of that. Entitled mother went awfully quiet at that. She said, so about the milk? I maybe would have helped you if you hadn't just lied to my face, but now I kindly ask you to just pay the full price as everyone else does. And the calf? I'm afraid I won't be able to sell it to you. She says, this is outrageous. I'm a paying customer. I would pay for this calf. Why are you refusing? My daughter wants a cow and she likes this one there. The girl says, her name's Emma. Grandma says, ma'am, that won't give you a cow. It'll give you a bull. It's a male calf. The entitled mother says, you're lying. You just don't want to sell it because it's pretty. My grandma just silently pointed to the big male symbol on the side of the box, clearly labeling it as a boy. At this point, the entitled mother just huffed and mumbled something about stupid, uneducated people from the countryside and how she would never come back here ever again, which I would also really appreciate. The entitled girl was whining loudly about her Emma while her mom was dragging her back to their expensive-looking car, and my grandma and I watched them drive away before having a good laugh about the whole story. I've gotta admit though, calves, whether it's a bull or a cow, they are pretty darn cute so I totally understand the girl being enamored with them, but definitely this is just somebody that's spoiled, probably has too much money but still wants a deal on everything, and thinks the entire world just has to like play along with them and their delusions. I don't know if it's too obscure of a reference, but it literally reminded me of the father from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The father asks Willy Wonka to buy one of his squirrels that are trained to crack open nuts, because Veruca Salt thinks it looks so darn cute. In what world does someone just sell you one of their animals like that? This next story is, let me join the honeymoon. Two days ago, we announced that on September we're getting married, yay. Yesterday, while talking with my mother-in-law on a video call, she asked if we were going to travel, and we said that we're finally going to visit Greece, and then she politely asked if she could join us. I was like, what the freak did she just say? We said no, of course, and then she got angry and demanded it. More or less, she said something like, I've never been out of Spain. I want and deserve to travel. I'm who gave birth to him, so this should be special for me too, because if it wasn't for me there, there would be no wedding. She can keep being angry, but I won't let anyone join us, especially because we're paying our own wedding. This isn't even like asking to pay for their travel to the wedding. She wants to join the honeymoon trip. Yeah, no, if there was... 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. After a time where you literally want to be as far away from your parents, I think it's during your honeymoon trip. I think the entire purpose of that trip is for you to be alone with your partner. It's probably the most non-your-parent-friendly trip you could possibly go on in your life. Our next story is, I just saw my entitled mother for the first time in six months. It's been six months since I, 18-year-old male, moved out of my mom's house, and I haven't seen her or my stepdad since. I'm staying with my grandpa at the moment and I'm doing an apprenticeship. I've been working and saving as much as I can, and it's been a couple of months since I saw any of my friends. My grandpa encouraged me to make plans with my band. I'm Ace Fraley in a Kiss tribute band. So we met at my bassist's place today. Technically, it's his parents' place. He still lives with them and we played some music. We played our hearts out and we sounded pretty good too. No outfits or anything, just the four of us in our bassist's garage playing some of our favorite songs. People from the neighboring houses came and started to watch us. Everyone seemed to be having a pretty good time. We finished our last song and then started to screw around playing bits and pieces of random songs. The crowd gradually dispersed and we packed up after a while. I was about to get in my car and leave when my mom came up to me. She looked basically the same, maybe a little angrier. She said, I'll look past the fact that you left like you did. I'm just glad you finally decided to come home. I asked what she was talking about and she said, you're here, I've changed, come on now, let's go. I said no and she started to scream her head off at me. People came out of their houses to see me backing up as she came towards me screaming. My bassist came out and my mom backed off. She glared at me as she left. I thanked my bassist as he went back inside and I left. I wondered how she found me. 
but then I realized she lives down the street from my bassist's parents. I told my grandpa about it and we had a good laugh. I can't believe that she expects me to shut up and go back there like nothing happened. Well, I'm not, and I hope that's the last time I see her. If whatever happened has you that terrified, and you feel like you have a legitimate reason for it, it might be worth it to get some kind of small restraining order so that you have legal recourse if they try to get close to you like that. Our next story is why my entitled grandmother kicked me out. So this all happened in the span of a couple of months in 2020 as COVID started getting bad where my family lived. I honestly just want to get this off my chest because it's been weighing on me for a while. I, 21 at the time, had to move back home from another state on very short notice due to a driver's license issue since I couldn't get it unsuspended or reissued without physically going into a DMV in my home state. I had also just gotten fired from my job, so I needed to get everything taken care of ASAP. My grandparents generously agreed to let me come stay with them, and my grandfather even drove round trip to Michigan and back to pick me up and tow my car since I couldn't drive it fixed my license problem and started job hunting while they were letting me stay there, and I helped around the property to earn my keep since I couldn't pay them. They had a lot of animals that I fed and cleaned up after. I mowed for them and moved mulch and planted trees, and neither of them could drive, so I would chauffeur them around to take them to appointments, pick up medicine, go grocery shopping, etc. I also was friendly with a couple of their neighbors who let me do some work on the side for a bit of cash to get me by. One of my grandmother's dogs and one of her cats ended up having puppies slash kittens and she let me take one of each. I love those little guys. I took care of them in addition to all her other animals. To keep a long story short, I broke my back for them to pay them back for getting me out of a bad situation and giving me a place to stay. But living there wasn't easy to begin with. My grandfather suffered from Parkinson's and had more or less given up on trying to take care of himself and constantly asked people for help, including guests. While my grandmother was verbally abusive to him, manipulative to everyone around her, and constantly goaded me and others into conversations about religion, race, politics, and every other controversial topic under the sun that would inevitably turn into arguments because she's obsessed with being right and awful. She always had some fake news YouTube video playing on her TV that you would see immediately upon walking into the house. She's pissed off everyone in my family at least once, multiple times for most, as well as all of her neighbors at some point or another. My older sister lived with her for a while after moving out once she got pregnant with her first kid and my grandmother guilt-tripped her into physical labor while pregnant? And then when my sister left, my grandmother called the cops to track her down because she reported that she stole their car. It was in my sister's name. Everybody else who's lived on her property or even just took jobs from her all have similar stories about how toxic she is. She's even complained about how her second house is so full of problems even though she was the one who had a bunch of independent laborers build it based on her own design, instead of hiring qualified architects and builders to do it. My mom won't even talk to her anymore. Fast forward to August of 2020 and I'm driving her home from one of her appointments and she starts talking about how vaccines cause disabilities, one of her favorite topics since she used to be a nurse somehow. I've made every effort to tolerate her BS up to this point, but after so many weeks of hearing the same stupid crap every darn day, I was a little over it. 
I told her she was wrong, and that was about as far as the rest of the conversation went before she yelled at me, while I was still in the process of driving her home, mind you, to get the freak out and go live with my freaking mother, and she proceeded to witch at me about how she was sick of my attitude and I didn't have any right to talk to her that way when I barely did anything around the property to help out. Alright. So I moved in with my mom, which also happened to be at the same time I finally found a job that I've kept ever since and gotten promotions. The only problem was that I couldn't take my dog and cat with me, since my mom had other cats and couldn't manage having a dog in the house. My grandmother, still pissed off, agreed to watch them only until I found a place of my own. In a couple of months, I still hadn't saved up enough to actually rent someplace yet, so I ended up moving into an extended stay hotel for a while. I visited my grandmother to tell her I'm still working on finding a place, only to find out that she gave away my freaking dog to the vet because I hadn't come to take him back yet. I still don't know what she did with my cat. When I called the vet later that day, they explained to me that she lied to them about how she had tried getting in contact with me and that I'd abandoned my animals with her when she never once even tried calling me since I moved out. Unfortunately, they'd already adopted my dog to someone else, and couldn't provide any contact information for confidentiality reasons. And even though they said that they would forward my contact info to the new owner in case they wanted to speak with me, I never did get a call from anyone. I still think about my dog and my cat and what they must have thought when they never got the chance to see me again. It keeps me up at night sometimes because of how angry and sad it makes me. My grandfather has since passed away and I truly hope he's found some peace. He wasn't the easiest person to live with, and I know he was far from a saint in life, but even he didn't deserve to endure the heck my grandmother put him through throughout their entire marriage. She's still going on strong, surviving purely off bitterness and spite if I had to imagine. I had to miss my grandfather's funeral because of COVID, but I think I'll just choose to stay home for hers too. I definitely don't know what it is, but there's like a internal combustion engine that continues to burn solely off of anger and hatred for other people, and it just seems like the grouches live on forever. I mean, this entitled grandmother is probably going to hit triple digits at some point. And not going to lie, as a pet lover, what she did would probably make me stay up at night. I'd probably have cried over a situation like that. This next story is, mom uses her witchcraft to defend her narcissistic comments. My mom got into tarot cards and that realm of spirituality about a year ago, and it has completely changed my life. It goes so small as watching a movie and her having to comment on every single conspiracy she sees to not showing up to my concert because the cards told her to. Before I start this, I have nothing against tarot, and I used to be religious. So I have no room to talk bad on others for theirs. I cannot have a normal conversation with her without it becoming deep. I'll talk about what I learned in my poetry class, and somehow she'll find a way to turn it into a government conspiracy theory against witches. She's lost almost all of her friends because she does the same to them. I just live under the same roof as her, so it's impossible to escape. I love my mom and I just want her normal self back. I can't talk to her or even say one thing about my day without her turning it into something it shouldn't. The other day I was in the car with her and she said that our neighbors were so closed-minded. I asked why and she explained that they live a boring life. They have kids, they have traditions, they have rules. She said that if they aren't reaching for the next thing and going out of the boundaries, they weren't living. 
I told her that life is appealing to me and I love traditions. She gave me the most venomous look ever, like I was stupid, and proceeded to talk about escaping the system. I said that I don't want to spend my entire life chasing something. I just want to spend time with loved ones and make the most of what I have while I'm following my own traditions. From the look on her face, you would have thought I told her I killed someone. Eventually, I gave up and I'm done defending myself and talking aloud about things that I believe in. My values mean absolutely nothing to her at this point. My issue is that she doesn't respect what I believe in, but expects me to respect hers. It's so tiring, and I don't know how to stop it. It's also just so bizarre that I can't talk to anyone about it. She's not a bad person, just insanely tiring. 100% she should be able to accept that you don't follow her religion, or I don't even know if she wants to classify it as a religion, but just like her way of life. Much like you probably wouldn't want to have to take communion walking into a devout Christian's house, you also wouldn't want some kind of spiritual crystal shoved in your mouth when you walk into your mom's. She's just going so overboard on something that a lot of people don't vibe with. Like, some people genuinely don't vibe with it at all. I don't think anybody's trying to harm her, but she can't act like she can just judge people and impose her beliefs on other people. Our next story is, Entitled Mom Complains I'm Not Going Back to School, saying she and Dad will support me when, for the last year, I've been helping to support them. So, as in the title, my mom's brought up recently asking when I'm planning to go back to school so I don't have to keep working a slightly above minimum wage job. I would absolutely like to do that, the problem is I can't afford to do that right now. Her argument, there are several scholarships or financial aid programs I could apply for. My argument, Even if I could go back to school tomorrow with all expenses paid, I have little money saved up, and I'll only be able to put a small trickle at a time given the fact that I'll have to cut my working hours while going back to school. So if something major happens, lose a job, major car repair, etc., I'm screwed. Her argument, so, your dad and I can support you while you do so. My argument, don't get me wrong, that is nice and would certainly take the worries off my back, and under normal circumstances, I'd be glad to go back to school, but recently my parents have been having financial difficulties such that I've had to help them with a lot of stuff. Off the top of my head, 5000 for car repairs, 5000 for some legal issues, 2000 for property repairs, 1000 for another matter, and that's not counting the multiple times throughout the past year I've paid for gas, groceries, cell phone bill and multiple other occasions where I've picked up a few hundred to a thousand dollars to help with expenses. Adding them all up together, that's on conservatively on the low end 18 to 19,000. On the high end 24 to 25,000 give or take a few more grand in both directions. All that plus my own pre-existing expenses, car payments and insurance for my new car, this year's left me with very little money. My dad, grateful for all the help I've offered, perfectly understands and agrees with me that it's an unrealistic and unreasonable expectation for my mom to want me to go back to school anytime soon. For my mom, however, the above argument seems to go right over her head, and instead I must just be too lazy or content with my job to go back to school, which really irks me. If I assume it's higher estimation and didn't need to spend any of that money helping my parents, I'd have plenty to work with in case of an emergency while going back to school and would have been able to pay off half of my remaining car payments, which again, my dad agrees with and understands my point of view. 
It's my mom who seems to refuse to comprehend this fact, despite saying she's grateful for all the financial help I've given the past year. She's always had the mentality of, if this is how I had to deal with situation A, then this must be how everyone else in the world has to deal with situation A. So when something comes along to break that little bit of logic of hers, it's extremely hard to convince her. In a way, I almost don't blame OP's parents because basically I feel like you only have one go around and although money is tight and it might be a difficult situation to make it work, I think as your parent she'd rather you see you take that chance and get that further education than give it up because it just doesn't make enough sense financially. But I totally understand if you don't want to do it and you want to just try to save up money and just keep working, that's 100% your choice and there's no pressure in whether or not you do want to go back. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.